Welcome back to Cookies and Milk, Bedtime Stories with Monica. How are you? Hope you've had a good day. I've had an exciting day filled with <laughs> wisdom, filled with wisdom. Remember, I've been sharing with you guys lately to begin your day by asking the Lord to give you wisdom. Because he says he will give you his wisdom without finding fault, and he will give it to you liberally, which means he will apply it to you excessively. Like, to apply something liberally liberally means you do it without consideration of running out, or you know, you're not being miserly or stingy with it. You are overflowing. So most of what I've been sharing with you guys um, have been stories and um, and just you know encouraging, uplifting things. And I'm so glad they are feeding you. I love hearing from you guys, and it's wonderful. Thank you. And glory, literally glory be to God because... Any story I share with you about redemption is only because of him. And while I may have said amen or yes at some point, most of the redemption by which I have been saved, changed, forever altered, cleaned up, renewed, reconciled, for sure, is only because of his provocation and faithfulness. And so something that's very important to me, as you guys know, I encourage you before you go to sleep at night to unload your debts, to take an account of your debts for the day against people, against yourself against God, but try to keep your debts as short as possible, right? None of us know when it'll be our time. And I don't say that in fear and some kind of, oh no, I better get it all right, (laughs) right now before I go to sleep. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that It helps you to rest well when you go to bed with a clear and clean conscience. One way to know for sure that your conscience can be cleaned is if you have asked God for forgiveness for anything. He says in his word that he is faithful And he is just, which is a legal term. He is faithful and he is just to forgive you your faults, sins, and to cleanse you, cleanse you from all unrighteousness. 
It's pretty awesome. But many times we're involved in things that we have either compromised and told ourselves that, well, it's okay. God understands. We're settling for second best. We are, yeah, we know. We know. And we also know when we're not at peace with other people. And I often say that God's first purpose is always people, and his first priority is always going to be your liberty. And I I say that with such certainty and authority because I know and believe that God sent his only begotten son here to redeem us people and to set us free. So freedom is the top priority of God, top your freedom more specifically. So when you lay your head down at night and and there are people, including yourself, possibly even God, who you have not forgiven for the day, those are accounts. Those are those can become heavy burdens. And the word says our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed, like sacred is your name. Right? Thy kingdom come and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as what? We forgive our debtors, those who have trespassed against us. Lead us not into temptation and deliver us from the evil one for thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever unto the ages of ages. Amen. So forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Right? So there are some people holding debts against you that you're unaware of. There are other people holding debts against you that you're fully aware of. You are listening to me right now, possibly with someone who comes directly to your mind that you are holding a debt against. I don't know what it is. You do. Maybe you have completely forgotten about a debt and there's just, one thing in your life that you just keep battling, you just keep walking around that same stupid mountain over and over and over again, right? It starts out as like this ant hill, a mole hill. Next thing you know, it's like Mount Rushmore in your life. You're like, grief, how did this thing get here and get so big? Many times it's because there's a root of unforgiveness there. And what happens is a lot of times we forget about the original offense on some level. We don't think we're carrying that thing around with us. But if you look a little bit closer, just a little bit more closely, at some of the same occurrences, instances, types of people, scenarios, situations... You're like, okay, here we are again. Here I am again at the same mountain. 
many times, it's because there's a root in there regarding something, someone, somewhere along the way that you have simply not cut loose. And so ultimately you end up being drawn to or draw things to you. And no, I'm not speaking in terms of the secret and all that brouhaha. But ultimately, if we are drawing things unto ourselves that we align with, and then sometimes it really is God's mercy to try to get our attention that we are aligned with things that we don't need to be aligned with or people or ideas. And most of that usually begins and ends with attitudes, attitudes of the heart, attitudes of the mind. And many times those are shaped by virtue of experiences and places of wounding and offense. And I want to say something about this. My personal experience is this. Any place that I have been tempted to become extraordinarily offended, it usually, if I say no, if I reject the offense, if I refuse to allow the offense to land in the soil of my heart and to take root or my mind, if I refuse it, I reject that opportunity. Ultimately, what I find is that that particular person or entity or thing or situation ends up being a pathway to a monster blessing. And I look at it and go, oh my gosh, there it is again. Had I remained offended or chosen to be offended by this person or what they said or their attitude or the fact that they left me out, I would have missed out on a golden opportunity. I'm going to give you a really good example. Real time example. I noticed that I was not invited to a function and not that I feel entitled to be invited to every conservative function in the country. Um, but, but there were a multitude of things happening that many of my friends were invited to speak or perform or show up or something and and I was just getting passed over. At least I felt that way. And now I understand that there are some things I just don't need to be aligned with. And I have to trust that those things are just not things and people and ideas and movements that I need to be aligned with because I have been placed on my own path with my own trajectory and my messaging, my mindset, my heart, my technology, my resources, solutions are all very different than what some other people are doing. And that's okay. doesn't mean I have to criticize what they're doing or vice versa. It just means that we're on separate uh, battlefields of the same war. And ultimately it's God's battlefield, not mine. But I'm very blessed to be able to show up with the resources that he has uh, and technology and solutions that he has blessed me with. So through others who are just brilliant, brilliant, uh, and faithful patriots. So I decided in this one instance, you know what? I'm just going to go straight to the person who is, is, is organizing the event. 
And I'm going to bring this person on and just talk about their event. And, and it certainly wasn't with the motivation or intention of being invited to or somehow slinking my way into this event. Um, not at all. And But I had to make a decision. I'm, I'm not sharing this with you to somehow toot my own horn or I'm just so perfectly holy. Y'all know how I feel about that. That's not what I'm doing. I'm sharing this with you because I had to make a decision. I had to make a choice not to be offended and to be an adult and to exercise the mind of Christ as a mature Christian woman, not be offended and reach out anyway to see how I could be of assistance. And I did. And it was wonderful. And even in, in that moment, I was um, inspired to bless someone else to be able to attend uh, this event. And by the end of that interview, I was invited to come speak at this event. And uh, I was honored to do so, and I did. And I met some of the most amazing God Connects that I likely would have completely bypassed had I stayed stuck in feeling rejected or pouting or, well, why not me? You know, all the self-pity stuff that we do and the self-loathing, accusing others, criticizing, all of that. I could have chosen to just stay stuck or to just allow myself to get stuck, period. But I know from experience what I'm telling you is true. That if you will choose to serve the efforts of others, you will never go wrong. If that's what the Spirit is leading you to do. I'm not talking about butt kissing your way into something or manipulating or you know martyring your way into something. No, I am talking about discerning and listening. Remember, starting every morning with wisdom. And wisdom whispered to me and said, you can sit here offended or you can be a blessing. And when I'm a blessing, I'm blessed. And the same spiritual precept applies to you. Because I am I am unique, as are you, in the kingdom of God and creation but I am not more special than you. I am unique, but I am equal in the kingdom as you. So sometimes the only way to get to our uniqueness is to risk, to take a risk. And some of you are so afraid of taking that risk, sticking your toe in the water, and attempting to communicate with someone with may, who maybe is just unbearable. Maybe they're just a monster to contend with. And I'm not talking about physical or verbal abuse. Uh, I would never encourage someone to position themselves at the feet of a demonic spirit and, and beg for reconciliation. <laughs> Good luck with that. No, what I'm saying is um, because they... they <laughs> They take no prisoners in the demonic world. But I'm talking about wounded people who 
wound others by virtue of being critical, self-centered, rejecting, abandoning, um, accusing, being envious and jealous. I mean, there's any number of ways that this manifests. And some of you are really hurting because you want to be close with people who exhibit these uh, mindsets and behaviors and attitudes. And, and what I'm telling you is that you may have to be the bigger person, even if you are the one who is offended. The risk may be on you. But if you can, if you can get a glimpse of the person you're contending with, being held prisoner. If you can see them in chains, in a snare, if you've ever seen an animal trapped, if you can see your loved ones, your spouse, your children, your parents, your coworkers, your boss, your employees, your colleagues, if you, if you can see your pastor, your congregation, if you can see people ensnared, then you will be able to exercise the compassion and the mercy of Christ whenever he looked at everyone who had just stabbed him and spit on him and mocked him, beat him. It was awful. And he still looked at them and said, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. And we look at that and go, oh my gosh, who does that? Who could do that? Well, that's Jesus. We're not perfect. Only Jesus is perfect. But Jesus told us to be ye perfect as your Father. And heaven is perfect. And what does that mean to be whole? And one way to exercise Wholeness is by making choices that are rooted in wholeness and by practicing wholeness. So if you know that it is God's will for you to live in peace with every man in as much as it's possible for you, and you seek peace, you seek to be reconciled or Maybe you don't need to go back to being bosom buddies and kissing cousins and all that Alabama stuff. I'm kidding. But maybe, maybe in order to clean the slate and to delete your debts and to delete others' debts, you go back to the place of offense. You take the risk. You bring it to that person's attention and you ask to be reconciled to them and tell them how important it is that they understand how offended you've been, how it hurt you, and it hurt your ability to be in fellowship with them. Give them an opportunity to reconcile. I personally don't think you will ever regret it because only a few things are going to happen. Either you will be reconciled and that person has the ability to be set free from their snare. Most people have no idea you're even offended with them. Seriously. Most of us are so self-centered 
that we have no idea who we've offended and to what extent. And so when someone comes to me and they're like, well, you know, this time when you said, well, I'm like, I did. I had no idea I even said that or I didn't say that or I didn't call or I did or, you know, I blew you off or I looked at you with a hairy eyeball. You know, I had no idea that any of that was going on. And I'm so sorry that you've taken offense to that. And, you know, I, it wasn't my intention. You know, can, can you release me from that? Then you're giving the person, if someone asks you to release them, from the snare, ah, guess what, buddy? That power is on you. That's a very humbling place to be. I'm sorry I've offended you. And I'm not talking about the narcissistic, you know, the narcissist's apology, which is, well, I'm sorry you took it that way. (laughs) I'm sorry you let it hurt your feelings and took it the wrong way. (laughs) It's like, no, dude. Keep that apology. No thanks. I'm good. And yep, I've clearly heard that a number of times. You're so sensitive. I can't believe you're so offended by that. I don't even know what voice I'm speaking in, by the way, but it just sounds, you know, it's pretty accurate, (laughs) at least in my imagination. But you know those people that are just, it could be a chick, whatever. I mean, I know plenty of narcissistic women too, but usually for me it's dudes. You know, well, you did it. I can't believe you, you know, that's not what I said, that you see, you always want to hear what you want to hear. Can I just share, okay, sidebar, can I share a, um, because it's good for you to giggle as you go off to sleep too. Can I just share one of my biggest pet peeves ever? Oh my gosh. There's nothing more unattractive ever than than a man whenever you're like, you know, honey, could you please, you know, maybe not do this because it means a lot to me when you do this. And, and the response you get is, would you do it? <laughs> it's like, okay, here we are. We're back in sixth grade. Got it. But my, my, my most disfavoritist thing ever is when someone uses superlatives. What do I mean by that? You always do this. You never do that. And my late pastor, God rest his soul, he taught me well that when someone uses these extremes, like you never do this and you always do that, it really is an accusation. And who is the accuser of the brethren? It ain't Jesus. <laughs> so anytime someone says to me, Monica, you always, why do you always, why do you, you never do this? And I will literally start laughing. I will stop. I will correct them immediately in mid sentence. <laughs> and I'm like, first of all, I don't ever do anything always or never. A, because I'm a chick. (laughs) And B, because I'm Monica. And and C, I'm just ever evolving, right? So don't let people do that to you. When When people dump that on you, and it is a dump, it is literally like someone is dumping on you. 
when they say, you always do this, you never do that. It's like, good grief, how do you recover from that? And that's exactly what it's meant to do. And the and the person may feel completely vindicated and justified, rather, in saying that to you in the moment. They may absolutely, their perception could be that you never put the toilet seat down, that you always get the grocery list wrong, that you never trust them, that you always, you know, have a stinky attitude about blah, 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 whatever it is, whatever it is, you can never see the goodness in people. Is that really true? Is that really true? But see, that's part of building cases against each other. We live in a perpetual state of lawfare. We are constantly in a court of law with ourselves, people we love, God. But ironically enough, we never... There it is. We rarely really put the person on trial who should be on trial, who should be answering the questions of our defense attorney. And that is our enemy. It's his kingdom, his ways, his thoughts, his ideas, his feelings that don't align with God. And they never will. They never will. And that kingdom is meant to keep you oppressed, depressed, separated, isolated, rejected, abandoned. Whether it's in your own mind, self-loathing is rampant these days. Self-hatred, self-unforgiveness, self, 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 unloving. It, It is a mess out here. A mess. And so if I could impart anything to you, Anything I impart to you, I promise you, I have either struggled with and overcome. I'm still overcoming. Um, I've ministered to countless people who have gone through it and overcome or who are still stuck. I mean, I don't come from you from a perch or a come to you from a perch or a glass house. We are on level playing field. My feet are firmly planted in reality of who I am, where I've come from, whose I am. And all I want to do is impart that to you. So thank you for allowing me to share this time with you. Thank you for allowing me into your hearts and into your minds, into your ears. And I pray that on every level, cellularly, neurologically, synaptically in your mind that your mind begins to agree with the word of God and the truth of God. I am never going to deceive you or, or give you disinformation about the word. I may be misinformed. I may be ill informed. I may not be at my, you know, my greatest level of whatever heightened level of ignorance any of us live on, on our best days. Uh, I may not have surpassed that. For the day, but my heart is certainly in the right place, and um, and that is to lead you to the goodness of God, to the 
well of living waters and to sh- and by sharing my experiences of of my cup that runs over and some days my cup is completely parched it's dry there's nothing in it it's true some some days my candlesticks you know i've let my oil run out and so whenever i speak to you about that i'm speaking from experience again but but one thing is for sure no matter how often or how bad i miss the mark god has always, always, I can use that superlative emphatically, he has always been faithful. He has always forgiven me. He has always welcomed me home. He has always cleaned me up. He has always forgiven me. He's always given me something really good to eat. He's given me a soft place to lay my head. He's given me clean water to drink. He's given me a new mirror that's been cleaned up. He's he's given me a chest to fall into, into his heart, and sleep well. And that is my hope for you. I love you guys. I hope you sleep well tonight. Get some rest. Back tomorrow. Father, thank you for every person listening. I pray for sweet restful sleep. I pray for enlightenment. I pray for your wisdom to fall upon every house, Lord. May every person hearing the sound of my voice be healed in every area of their lives. Beginning with understanding, Father, bless them with peace tonight. Bless my country. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.